Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of the Perth Footy Podcast. Another great week in football and Cal and I are always here to go through the round that was. Obviously we had the centenary game on Friday night which was absolutely fantastic spectacle of Amos football. Cal will go through his usual Where's Wally CTF women's update. We'll have our special guest Nathan Hansen from the Gosnells Football Club and of course Wally Box. So stay tuned. This is the Perth Footy Podcast. All right, now we're back. It's episode six of the Perth Footy Podcast. Again, it's just going so quickly every week. We're getting better questions. You know, there's better footy, better results. We're just building week we're, by week. Week by we, week, we're getting better and better. And you know, that's that's all. That's all that anyone can ask of us, Jack. That's all we really need to do. And it was another big weekend in footy, and we love that. We love being able to come and sit here and discuss that all across the grounds and all across the leagues and, and the different competition across the Perth Footy League. And, of course, you never text me straight after your game, Cal. You never do. I never know exactly how many goals you've kicked or how many touches you have within five minutes after the game. I haven't heard it yet. Um, but, you know, this week was obviously um, a little bit different, probably. It was a little it, bit different. It was probably four... 4.45, 5 o'clock range on Saturday afternoon, and I, I get a little text from you saying, Jake, I've had a day out. we got great content for the pod. So within probably 10 minutes of you finishing the game, you've reached for your phone, and I'm the first person you've, you've thought of, which is a nice sentiment, but uh, you've well, obviously had a day out and you want to talk about it. Well, it's, impor- it's, it's, it's important to recognise when, you know, and I felt good when I grabbed my phone, Jake. And I just thought, well, who am I going to tell about this? And who's probably going to be able to tell a lot of more people about it? And I thought of you. So Good. I was like, yeah. And I, I, would, I wouldn't call it a day out. A lot of the people watching that game probably wouldn't call it a day out. But it was, as a small forward, Jake, it was nice to kick some snagger rolls, which I managed to do in the first half on the week. So can I get an exact scorecard from you? Uh, it's Well, it's a bit, a bit of controversy surrounding this. I've been telling people four over the last couple of days. It, it, it was it's in the book as three but I'm telling people four because I was robbed of one I thought um, I have actually heard a story behind this already oh uh, no so I knew this was coming I'll, ch- I'll, I'll leave this person unnamed but he, he does play at TAs and he said he, he actually heard the, the commentary between yourself and the umpire and uh, there's obviously nothing untoward the umpire was just obviously caught up in the moment and you, uh, you've gathered the ball from what you thought was a hand pass from one of your teammates yep and you've kicked truly and the umpire's called it back and he's and he's called it a throw. And apparently you've turned around to him and you've just gone, like, throwing your hands up in the air and you're like, come on, where's the theatre? <laughs> yeah. So you've given the umpire a soft spray, yeah. would you say? Well, I did say, I w- in the, how the story goes to all our listeners, actually I said, where's your sense of theatre? I would have just kicked my third for the quarter. So you've laid down the law. Well, it was a pretty. I was pretty excited, and obviously, I don't. I'm not all about abusing umpires. I thought, well, there was a bit of theatre in that. Me saying, "Where's your sense of theatre?" But I was a little di- bit disappointed. You know, you never agree when when you're given a handball that you think's a handball, and you've just gone through and kicked the snagger roll. You never agree with that sort of stuff that it's a throw. But yeah, I did get caught up in the moment a little bit there, Jakey. So it wasn't wasn't ideal, and I, I went missing a little bit in the second half. But it would have been a, a, a pretty good pretty good start to. A game kicking four in the first half, so we'll go with three, mate. You know, I'm glad we get to discuss it on the pod, so all our listeners can hear about it too. So hopefully, I can right. build on that going into Kingsway this week. Okay, so you probably won't get any votes from the umpires for the rest of the year, which would be a change. Yeah, from no. Previous years. 
<laughs> Probably won't get any vines, mate, compared to what I usually get. Mate, talk us through the centenary game. I, I managed to live stream that, actually. Mm-hmm. I was watching a bit of the AFL footy, but I was like, well, better go check and, and see how Jake's going. And it was a big win by your boys, wasn't it? It was very good. It was, it was a great, you know, as we said, a, a spectacle put on by the league. Um, they did a fantastic job, all the hard work of the, the staff at the footy uh, footy commission and the, the PFL. So, look, we're super happy getting the win, obviously. Um, it's a big occasion. There was a fairly large crowd out there considering all the COVID um, stuff yeah. that's been flying around. There was a weird thing, though, and I understand it's, it's the protocols and all that kind of stuff, but, you know, we're warming up. Um, we're warming up, you know, doing your handball lanes, whatever you do, prior to the game. And then, you know, we get called over because we're going to do the national anthem, welcome to country and all that, like you beauty. And I knew of this before the game, and I told a lot of the boys, but a lot of them have obviously forgot. I told them on Thursday at training, and uh, they start handing out masks. Everyone's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? So we have to chuck the masks on. National anthem, welcome to country. Mask off, mask in the bin. We go and play, you know, tackling, you know, running around for two and a bit hours. Game finishes, presentation, masks on. Team photo, masks on. I saw the team photo with all the masks on. Yeah. Uh, mask on the bin. We go back into the rooms, have to put our mask, like share and stuff, put your mask back on and, and then leave. That's a bizarre setup. It Very bizarre setup. Would have been a lot worse if you got the if you didn't get the chockies on the night. No, no, it was good. it was really good. I was very happy we got the win. The the commentators uh, got my name wrong, they called me Jack. You got beat um, me to it. Yeah, and Jack one was not. actually Jackie Colvin. Jackie, yep. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm happy to roll with that if you if you're chasing a nickname there. I think there was a shark in there maybe <laughs> as well. So I got Mate, now, I did see something um, pop up on the Amateur Footy League, on the Perth Footy League uh, website slash Facebook page. Mm-hmm. There was a very nice photo of yours of yourself there, mate. You must be stoked with that. You would have seen it. I haven't seen it, mate. No, I, I, that, I don't believe that for a second because your name's been tagged in it. So you've seen it. And I've seen it, there yeah. Might, yeah. <laughs> the left pipe's looking all right, mate, which is... All yeah, show me about the right one. All these extra gym sessions you're doing after the podcast, mate, they must be paying off. And the fact that you've got that snippet there and a nice photo, you must be pretty happy with that, despite being called Jack Colvin the whole night. Yeah, well, I, I look, I, I don't like my face on, on a lot of stuff, mate, so pretty uh, quiet and shy sort of person, mate. So, look, I'll, I'll add that. Uh, Mum's probably saved that onto her iPhone and she'll probably post it on my wall at some point. Um, in the near future. Mate, and I know you're not, you are one to shy away from all the accolades, as you've just said, but... It would be remiss of me not to mention that this week is a pretty important game. You, I, th- I believe University are playing Scarborough at Millington. Yep, Scarborough at Scarborough. Now, that's a big game in itself. You know, mm-hmm. you boys have to get up for the reigning premiers, won't you? We'll have to. But, we mate, you, you have been through a fair bit. And to all our listeners out there, it is one Jake Colwyn's 100th game for University this week. So we'll play the applause uh, audio over the top. Yeah. But, but, mate, you must be pretty pretty proud you've got there. I remember a couple of years ago you weren't playing footy at all and you were doing a lot of coaching. You might not have yeah. thought you could get to this point. But from me, congratulations. But you must be pretty pumped to, to get out there this week. Thank you, Cal. Very kind words. Uh, yeah, look, I've, I've been uh, playing at uni for a fair while now. Um, I should have played my 100th game probably end of 2018, start of 2019 sort of season. I missed uh, basically all of 2018, all of 2019 with, with a few feet issues. Yep. Um, as a young, you know, 24, 25, 26-year-old, that's always fun uh, having a bit of arthritis at, at that age, which is always good. So, um, yeah, I was doing a fair bit of coaching, still staying involved, which was really good. But, yeah, finally 
uh, hobbled and, and limped through my way through a few training sessions, a few you know cortisone injections, and a few anti-inflammatories later. And a bit here of which doctor in you're out there, mate. Yeah, so. but it is actually a really good occasion because it's uh, Timmy O'Hara's our, our captain's 150th. Good player. Um, on the man. weekend as well. Um, it's a, another bloke in our team, Thomas Ferguson, um, a very uh, you know lively back pocket yeah um his hundredth as well so oh, there's three oh. milestones oh that's great and so we had patty wilson you obviously know his hundredth was on, uh, on the weekend on the boys night. got a job boys got the job done for patty so now they've mm. got to step up and get it done for the for the yeah. three of you so yeah. hopefully it's not an easy task but no. hopefully the boys can get it done but yeah it'd be, be really good I'm, I'm looking forward to it mate so just make sure you get a kit and well get called by the right name in the budget yeah, well, I'm happy that there's no uh, commentators to, to get me home a bit wrong. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to go out to Millington. Um, massive ground, one of the biggest in, in the Perth Footy League, I believe. And yep. um, we always have a good contest against Scarborough. They've probably had the chockey over us, uh, the, the wood over us, sorry. They've got the chockeys over us the last few times we've been out at Millington. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for that challenge. But... Speaking of results, Cal, we're going to have a short break and we'll get into uh, Where's Wally and the CTF Women's Update. Where's Wally? Did you say him? Where's Wally? Thanks for joining us. Very short break so Cal and I can have a few refreshments. Cal, I believe some very interesting results uh, happened over the weekend that yeah, really caught your eye. As they always do, Jake. But there are a lot. There are a couple of games that caught my eye, and I've got, there's two that I want to go after in the C grade, uh, C one grade, first, Jakey. Um, I've got to mention Bow Divers, mate. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I'm mentioning Bow Divers. They are four and They are flying. However, last week I've probably made my first mistake so far this this year on the pod, Jakey. Mm-hmm. I think I might have mentioned that Kalamunda were the only undefeated team in C grade. I did see a bit of feedback about I get, that. Cal. I got we got a bit of feedback, and you know that's that's part of being in the public eye, Jakey. Sometimes you got to wear a couple of couple of well, you wouldn't call them trolls. They're just letting us know their opinion, and I got it wrong. And I and I feel really bad for the bow Bow Divers boys that I that I incorrectly stated that, and they must have been fired up. They must have went out there on Saturday and just been like, nah, we're going to stick it to them. And they stuck it to Jandicott. They won 17-13, 1-15. Defeating the Jets seven seven fifty, they are flying. They're up and about, and so they should be. Ben Higgs has given them plenty up forward, I believe. He's doing a fair bit. So, do you have any a goal count on Ben Higgs? I think he's seventeen potentially. Wow, but that's it could more have kicked in my whole life. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. So he's flying at the moment. The Bow Divers boys are flying. I apologise for getting that wrong, but hopefully there's still another under, undefeated team. However, uh, Bow Divers are only four and O team. Because Calamunda are now 3-0 and and a draw. So I want to mention this draw, Jakey. Carlisle, 11-9-75, drew with the Calamunda Cougars. 11-9-75. Mate, this I, is... I love a... Sorry, Cal, but I love a draw when it's the exact same score line. Yeah, that, which is... Yeah, not a team hasn't kicked a heap of points. Sometimes you really... see a draw where it's they've kicked, you know, six more points. Um, yeah. They've kicked, you know, 10-15 or, or, or whatever it is. But they've... Exact same score. I've been numerology. Yeah, numerology. I don't mind it, Jakey. And I don't mind you chiming in during Where's Wally. Mm. I know it's my segment, but, you know, sometimes it's good to hear from you. Um, mate, the mail I've got is that Carlisle were actually six goals up at one stage. So and it's a big Coug- comeback. The Cougars have absolutely managed to peg it back to share the points. Like if they got up, that's a massive victory. But it just goes to show if you don't stay engaged for the full four quarters, if you're not on for the full four quarters, you can let any team in, especially quality sides like Kalamunda. Um, Isaac Devitt Boyd, 
Big two dads. Woody. Two yeah. dads. Two dads. Yep. Yeah. He's been. He's kicked eighteen goals in his four games for Carlisle. So he's he's been pretty pivotal. If you're playing Carlisle, you might have to put a bit of time into two dads there. And mate, Kalamunda, I've got some two quality mids in Josh Harris and Trent Pottinger, and they're getting the job done. So would have been a great game. Always tough to have a draw, but it is good to see the C grade division is very close. So it's a couple of teams in the hunt there. Let's go to B grade, Jakey. Uh, Bull Creek Leeming, 11-3-69, defeating West Coast, 10-5-65. So, look, man, I'm, I'm expecting both these teams to feature in September. Like Where they finish, I reckon they're definitely top five contenders. They're quality outfits. Look, West Coast have gone down, but they're 2-2 two and two now. They've had two losses, but they could easily have been 4-0 and oh if the Stars aligned and a few things went their way. Two losses by less than a kick. They're there about. They're a proud footy club as well. Yeah, they are. West Coast uh, Tigers? West Coast Tigers? Are they? I think the Tigers are animals. We should know about that. But anyway, mate, Sam Bevan's kicking goals. He kicked five snags on the weekend, which is really, really good. He's had 16 for the season. But Ball Creek Leeming are 3-1. They're massively in the hunt. Josh Girardi's playing good footy. And Kyle Hardingham is a a great get for those guys. So they're going to be... And while we stay in B-grade, Jakey, it'd be remiss of me not to mention my favourite team. Is this only because you're getting bloody merch off there? No, I, I hope you. I hope you're buying the mate, merch. I, I haven't got any merch yet. I'm hoping I get some merch from the Basso boys, but I need to mention Bassendine. Not from the weekend's game because they're going in to a massive game this week against Wanneroo. Two undefeated teams. The top of the table clash this week. It's going to be a big crowd at Jubilee Reserve. Two teams that wear black and white. This this is going to be one for the ages. It's going to really try and see who's going to go confidence going into later in the year. You want a psychological edge, mate. This is, this is a big game for my Basso boys. I'm getting on Basso. I know you're probably back in Wanneroo. That's the type of bloke that you are. But I'm going to back him in. So hopefully, let's. I can't wait to be sitting in this chair this time next week, Jakey, to discuss that game. Let's go to the A grade, mate. And I'll, I think you might know which game I'm going to discuss here. We've already discussed our own, so we don't need yep. it. But I think this is the currently the biggest rivalry in the Perth Woody League. I'd North, say so. North Beach and Scarborough. I'd agree. Yeah. So, and it's probably not overstating it to say that they that there's no real love loss there, is there? They don't really have that many nice it's things a, to say It's about a, each other. It's a fierce rivalry that's dated back uh, for a fair while now. I think for, since before we were born, Jackie. Yep. Um, and unfortunately for Scarborough, North Beach ran out winners 13 12 90. To Scarbs' 7-10-52. Look... It was close at three-quarter time. I think it, it was only a goal or and so. I think, I think um, Scarbs or North Beach kept Scarborough goalless in the second half. So wow. did not manage to kick a snag in the second half. The match was pretty close, as you said, up until about three-quarter time. Um, but unfortunately, North Beach are too good. They can run steam home, North Beach. They've done that to us a couple of times. Eckert, Reed, Gill kicked a couple each. Uh, the great man, Mitchie Dwyer, managed, he's captained them for a number of years. He's a good fellow, Mitchie. He snagged one. Look, they're sitting pretty on top of the A-grade table. Uh, have yet to lose, and they're very hungry for success, mate. And always very good at Charles Riley. Yeah. yeah tough place tough to win, to, as we've mentioned. Fortress, mate. Fortress. All right, there's two games in the C2 reserves I want to mention, Jakey. First one, and I know if you're a Dianella Morley supporter, you're probably not going to want to hear this next bit, so you're more than welcome to turn this podcast off for this short time. But Kulbinia and Dianella Morley. Kulbinia, 30 goals, 13-1-9-3. Defeated Dianella Morley, 0-0-0. Now, I can't sugarcoat this, Jack. That's a shellacking if I've ever seen one. Like, what do you do? Like, what's the process? If you're the Dianella Morley coach... 
leading into this week. What's your message for the boys, Jakey? Like, how do you get them up after a loss like that? Could be a lot of lot of uh, what do you end to end running, goal to goals. Oh, on, might, uh, might have to be Thursdays. might have to be leading teams, mate. It might have to be just giving some direct feedback, being like, "Well, just what's going on?" Hit him between the eyes. I, I, I don't know. That's a tough loss. I'm going to keep it at track on the Dianella Morley boys because I want to say, look, we don't want to see big big thrashings like that. But thirty goals, thirteen. If you if you're from Corbinia, let us know who kicked goals on the weekend because someone if you kick thirty goals. Someone's kicked a bag there, haven't they, Jake? I believe, I'd I'd assume that someone's kicked five plus. No, someone's got to kick ten. Or in the realms, eight to ten. Well, let's find out. We'll get into Coolbinia. We do have a couple of connections at Coolbinia. And, mate, we'll go to the other C2 reserves game that really caught my eye. Hammersley, Kareen, 15-11-101, defeated Gosnells, 3-3-21. Now, Jake, like, I know what you're thinking. Like, C2 reserves, what what are we... C2 reserves, we haven't really done, spent much time on them just yet. But Hammersley Crean are now 4-0 after this victory. And the reason I wanted to mention this because they are coached by one of our most loyal listeners and an absolute favourite of the Perth footy cast, Mr. Eamon Lowry. He hits us up every week, he sends his questions in, he listens every week. Well, he's, he's 4-0, he's a 4-0 coach. He's he doing has, well. He's been sending in questions to improve our pod, but he hasn't... He hasn't let us know that he's been doing so well. This has come from another source, Jakey, if you can believe it. Very humble Humble listener. from Lowry, which is awesome. Um, look, I'd love to... Well, we might put it to Lowry. i put it to the Hammersley Kareen fraternity. See if we can get, potentially, a, a video of his half-time or a, or a pre-game address. Because I'd love to see what Lowry's doing to the boys yeah. down there to get him up and about to go 4-0 to start the season. Hammersley Kareen doing all the right things at the moment, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are, and in all their teams. So, you're happy for us to go to the CTF Women's... Construction Training Fund League. Are we happy Always, to Cal. You're the driver of this, mate. So what we're going to do is... Mate, let's, I just want to go around the, around the grounds for a couple of teams because there are a few things that I wanted to see first. So in the A grade, mate, we, we've mentioned a couple of teams. I have to mention West Coast first and foremost, all right? There must be something in the water down there, mate, because so far the West Coast girls in their two games are yet to be scored against. It looks like they've got a, a bit of a, a Weagles web. You Mate, know, the they, they Simpsons are, web from yesteryear. They, they're literally not being scored against. Last week, zero. This week, zero. They won on the weekend, 14 8 to nothing. I mean, that's. do you get percentage for that? Oh, it, or is it, it just helps. like it's, it's nothing until someone scores against you? No, it'd be, it helps because it's you're not getting any points against you. So it boosts your percentage. Mate, well, I think there's percentages like a million. So they've started the world, they, season as well as possible. Still in the A grade, Warmbra, I said we're a team to watch this week, Jake. I said that in last week's pod. They showed again they're going to be formidable. They won by 98 points. And the other game I wanted to look at, probably two teams that are going to go deep into September, is North Beach and Piara Waters. Piara Waters getting the chockies, mate. And they could be a team to watch because they only just went down to Warnborough last week. And they've got a quality win against a quality side in North Beach. So they're going to be a bit of a team. To, they're, mate, there are a few teams looking dangerous in the A grade. The Uni us. girls have a double header against PR Waters at PR Waters yep. this week. So that's a very tough road might, trip. Might get you to get some intel for me, Jakey, for next week's CTF women's uh, wrap-up, mate. Because I think PR Waters could be one of those teams that surprise a few this year. I like it. We'll go to the B grade, mate. Um, look, there's three teams in the CTF women's B grade. That are sitting two and zero, mate. All right, Cottesloe, Kingsley, Coolbar. A bit of k- 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 going there. Coolbar registered a five goal victory against Baldivis. Baldivis uh, not doing as well as the boys at this stage, but that could change. The Hens, who again 
Hens are our podcast favourites, aren't they, Jake? They are. We like them. We, we like the Hens. They've beaten Coburn Lakes by four goals, I think it is, 26 points. That's a good win. They've got a strong defensive unit, mate. They, they're pretty, their focus is not letting goals kicked against them, and it's showing at the moment. And, um, mate, the big winners in the B grade of Kingsley, a 10-goal victory. If you win by 10 snags, you're going to have a heap of contributors, and the competition is going to start ta- being taking notice of you, Jakey. So, you think? Yeah, well, you'd think so. So... Mate, just to wrap up, we'll get to the other women's league over the next couple of weeks to really see how they're shaping up. But the C1 Contraction Training Fund Women's C grade. Look, there's a team in this grade, again, Jakey, I'm looking for these big results. There's one that had a massive one. Uh, The girls down at Swan Swan Athletic, they really impacted the scoreboard, as in they really scored. They kicked 25-16. That is unreal. That's that's a big score. What's twenty five sixteen? I wasn't going to. One hundred sixty six. My lord. That's uh, that's a lot. And and um, I, I decided not to mention what the what the other team did because when you when you kicking twenty five sixteen, you're doing a lot of things right. There's got a lot of goal kickers, a lot of contributors. Look, I think, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this to Swan Ath. Hopefully, there's a few of the girls listening. I think someone's kicked a big bag there too. I want to find out. And we're all about big bags. Please let us know. They're sitting two and zero. They're pretty formidable. They're laughing at the moment. We need to get. We need to find out who's kicking goals from them. And I'd also like to mention in the C grade, Jakey Wembley, one of our new teams for the Perth Footy League this year in the women's league. They managed their first win on the weekend. That's great. They Good got on the jockeys. I think they won. Oh, I think it was six goals in the end. Pretty comfortable. Yeah, it was a pretty comfortable win by they, the Wembley girls. They beat Swan Valley. Look, the girls at Wembley are a threat. I mean, they only just got beaten by Swan Athol. I've just been speaking about last year by a couple of goals. So. Oh, no, just before. So, mate, Wembley could be one of those ones to watch. It would be an awesome story if we could, in in a few weeks' time, actually tell about a, a team who's having the inaugural year playing finals footy. But, mate, that wraps it up now. I know there's a lot from me there. Uh, there's a lot of things happening in a lot of grades across our CTF women's leagues and our Perth footy leagues as well with the men's. Mate, it's all happening, and I'm hoping that we can get a few people reach out to us to let us know who's kicking these big bags. We, we want to see the the draws. We want to see the floggings. We want to see the nail biters. Send yeah. them in if you've got if you had a you know a cracker game on the weekend and you had um, old mates in at full forwards kick twelve. Let us know because they'll definitely feature in the pod. So Cal, another great Where's Wally segment there. A lot of after hours work there by you doesn't go unnoticed, Cal. Thanks, very well done. So, ladies and gents, we'll have a quick break and we have the 400-game champion of the Gosnells Football Club, Nathan Hanson, coming up next. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Now, we've been graced by football greatness, yeah. you would say. He's, Gosnells he's, royalty. Gosnells royalty. He's played over 400 games. That's more than you and I combined in our life, Mate, probably. I've just, I've just gone on about you playing your 100th game. It oh. seems a ridiculous thing for me to do now, doesn't it? Quadruple that. I, I, that makes me nauseous thinking about getting 400 games. So I reckon by the time I hit 30, I'll be, I'll be rolling out of bed, probably. So, um, Nathan Hanson, welcome to the pod. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked that he's on because 400 games is no mean feat. Yeah. Now... Nath, to get up for your 400th game, you, you did mention just before you came in, you are about 15 kegs lighter than you were last season. Yep, yep. And you did mention that it's slightly easier? Yeah, so yeah. In, you, in C2 reserves as well, don't forget. So. <laughs> uh, don't, don't sell yourself short. That's not what we do on the pod here, is it, Jake? No, we never sell ourselves. It's never self-deprecating. There's, no, there's no room for modesty here, mate. But obviously, it's a big journey. 
So talk us through it, Mark. Talk us through your first game. When was that? And then give us a bit about the journey of Nathan Hanson. Yeah, well, first, not even getting to 30 yet, mate. Jesus, you got a bit of time to go, so <laughs> keep going. Um, so now, after about 120-something juniors up at Gosnells, um, yep. so... 97, last year when I graduated high school, so 98 was my first year of Colts. That yep. was in the old Sunday League, um, which got amalgamated into the uh, Perth Football League. Um, so that was Colts, 98. Uh, then 1999, uh, it's on Dad's side. The family played out at Kelmscott throughout their yep. lives. So um, had a, one cousin there, another cousin at Armidale. So Dad and the uncles asked us to all go back and... Uh, so from 99 to mid-2006, I was at Kilmscott. Yep. Um, so Colts, Reserves, League. And we used to have a Saturday amateurs as well, but not as many teams as obviously the, the amateurs. Uh, then, so yeah, like my uncles and, and dad won premierships and, and award and stuff there and played for a long time. Um, Dennis Cometti was a coach at oh, one yeah. stage uh, for the old boy when he retired. Um, then mid-2006, after a bit of a fallout, um, I went over to Gosnells um, and had family connection there because mum's brother was the first Aboriginal player to play 100 league games uh, at Gosnells Footy Club, so yep. I think that was early 80s. Um, and then, yeah, had a had a couple cousins that won premierships. Um, one was Lawrence Winmar, who was in the 89 undefeated side that won a premiership down there. Um, so, yeah, been there ever since. Did a small stint at Frio CBC in... 2011, as 31-year-old tried to have a crack at A-grade. Yep. Um, How'd that go? Yeah, yeah, it was good. Uh, I only knew the coach who was there at the time. They got rid of him five games in. I knew no one else, so I went back to Gossies after that. <laughs> 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 um, and then, yeah, did a, one more stint at Kiln Scott. Um, and then, yeah, been been at Gosnells since and probably finish up there. That's a lot of... Mate, what's, that's a lot of footy. That's a lot of footy. What do you... When you look at that... I mean, have you? What are your best memories? Are there particular premierships? Are there particular games, potentially goals or marks that you've taken that are your best memories playing footy? Yeah, a um, couple of my best memories uh, are with different football, which police football, which uh, I speak about, um, and then another combined side. But personally, my my biggest feat in football was 2017 playing uh, league football with my son, who was 16 at the time. So what was I? 37. Um, and he was 16. There was a game down in Warnborough. Um, he was at PSA Trinity yep. at the time and also Perth Colts. Uh, just worked out that he had uh, school holidays and then Perth Colts had the bye. So the old heavens open, planets aligned sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah, and we both got to run out there. So um, from that, um, I've also played with... Three of my brothers, not all in the same team, but different times. Um, a few nephews um, and cousins. Um, and, yeah, the premierships as well. You know, how how many premierships are there? Uh, what would that be? Three premierships. Yeah. One reserves at Kilmscott in 2000, um, the year Ethan was born. <laughs> um, and then 08 at Gosnells, which was the last Sunday league grand final. And then when we went to amateurs 09, uh, we won in that grade too. Yeah. Were so, you a big game player? Uh, nah, probably just did enough to just did enough get the medal. Ten touches, two marks, one or two tackles, and a goal. Well, it's funny you should ask that, Jakey. So your four hundredth game. Yep, mate. How'd you go? Did you now? Because we've heard a couple of stories, haven't we, Jakey? A few. So 
you, we've heard lots of touch. We've heard a heap of, a bit well, of leather poisoning. Fifty got thrown around. So, and again, we'll remind you, this isn't a place where you be modest. So, let, how'd you actually go? Oh, look, not fifty, but it was easily over thirty. <laughs> easily God, over that would 30. be good to get thirty um, in a game. Four, four shots on goal, none through, one on the fall. So, uh, but it was having a crack. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, nah, good game against Hammersley on the weekend. It was actually. Four, we, I'll call it 400 plus one because yeah. uh, we waited till we got a home game to celebrate. So, yeah. um, no, nah, it was good. The actual 400th the week before away against High Wickham, yeah, still another 30, 35. <laughs> but, uh, we won't talk too much about it. Mate, you mentioned Ethan. Like, he's going, his football career is going pretty well at the moment. Yep. Yeah, he's running around the West Coast reserves. But, I mean, you are a strong role model for a lot of young, like, Aboriginal men. And your son, Ethan's developed into a young... Man, like great young man himself, but talk us through that as as part of your job as a policeman, but also yeah. being a mentor at your football clubs to young Aboriginal boys coming through. I mean, what's what's that been like for you, and ha- and how have you handled that? Yeah, good. Like I I had great role models early growing up. Um, Dad was uh, ex army, ex Vietnam veteran, and, and did a lot of things and sort of showed us um, how to be strong strong men and, and leaders. Um, and had uncles doing all various things. Always proud. Um, of our culture and our heritage so it was easy to learn from that Um, like the simplest thing is my first job out of school was doing uh, Aboriginal dancing up at Tumblegum Farm for tourists and and things like that so I had that good connection um, and never ashamed of it so yeah I suppose I grew up in Gosnells, Armidale, Langford so uh, I grew up in the areas which are heavily saturated by Aboriginal people and all my mob too um, through relations so I just pretty much stayed myself even as becoming a, a police officer um, I, again from role models teaching me so I just what I learnt I pass on obviously you have to change with intergenerational and, mm. and things like that but um, yeah just do that and, and show through football show how you can enjoy make friends network and, and even then you can get boys can get employment opportunities um, and then you make great mates for life so yeah just sort of hopefully show that and build on from that. That's awesome, mate. Being, being a police officer and obviously playing football at the same time, there's obviously a lot of shift work. Yep. Um, did that probably impact the amount of games you probably could have got out of yourself? Like, could you have been, you know, 450, 500 by now? If you, <laughs> no, if you I'm probably about. one of the, the luckiest football-playing police officers of all time. I've never missed a game in, so I'm 21-year career. Yep. I've never missed a game because of work. Wow, um, that's the, unbelievable. Man. 2005, we transferred to Make a Thera for a country stint. They didn't have a football um, league, so I missed that year. But if there was a league, I still would have been able to play in it. But um, yeah, and that started with my first uh, spot at Vic Park coming out of the academy. My One of my first sergeants was a footballer. He was involved with Linwood Football Club at the time. And he said to me, he goes, ah, oh, that's all right. You, you won't miss a game. Um, love footy. You get a chance so yeah it started there then I went to Cannington Station early part as well and even lucky again my sergeants were ex-footballers and, and stuff like that so I suppose from them doing it they could see the networking the the community engagement because yeah, yeah it's sort of twofold so yeah I've just been lucky enough um, a lot of young guys are sort of scared about footy at the moment and I just say to them ask the supervisor because uh, the worst they can say is no 
Mm. Um, or if you're lucky like a bloke that I work with, Pete, um, you get recruited to Gosnells and, and you get to play with the Sarge <laughs> on those days off. So a really good work-life balance for you there. Yeah, yeah, it has been. Years. Yeah. Mate, would you, would you change anything? Like, would you have done anything different at this stage or is, is everything mapped out? Because I think what you've done up to this point is like to play this many games and still going and to still be able to get a kick, it's, it's pretty awesome. Like, would you do anything differently over the, over the journey? Um, I did. Maybe, could, you, could, could you consult your notes and maybe think, is there anything about <laughs> teaching Ethan to do more work at, at oh, school yeah. or anything like that? <laughs> so, I'm not a miracle worker. <laughs> uh, no, it's, no, there's probably not much that I'd change. Maybe, um, like, maybe if you, I would have got fitter earlier, yeah. maybe just to have a chance at having a crack at Waffle. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I'm pretty happy. How do you recover? Like, do you, re- you recover well, or are you like Jake and myself who can't? Nah, move it, at the moment it's just that wave of of emotions and soreness. <laughs> um, so by the time it gets around to Friday, you're okay, but Saturday you're playing again. So a um, lot of Voltar and a lot of fish crew with Osteo. That's, uh, super crew with Osteo. Yeah. That's a good one. Apply a podcast sponsor on there. Yeah. Osteo, yeah. <laughs> um, and just yeah, like obviously a few beers immediately after to help that soreness. But, um, a few carbon yeah. drives, obviously. A few yeah. carbon drives. Yeah. Not the chain rooms, of yes. course, as well. Mate, it'd, it'd be remiss of me to art. Like, you, is there a finish line in sight? Or how long do you reckon you can keep playing for? Uh, nah, no, no finish line in sight. But if I was honest with myself, probably two or three years in amateurs. But I've already dipped the toe in masters footy. So I've been playing that. Occasionally, I double up on a Sunday. Do those games play. count to these or not? Well, they, they do sort of count, but they're not in these. Oh, so, so you could be... It could be at 430 already. Yeah, mate. played another six. With mate, go for, <laughs> mate, go for 500. You know, as well. <laughs> hey, has there been any moments where you've contemplated retirement before now or have you just kind of been pretty happy playing every nah, week? And... I've, I've sort of been asked to look at coaching, but it's not something I do when I play. I've seen blokes try to do both and I think it's pretty hard. But no, nah, I still enjoy playing. And yeah, like I said, it's watching. Um, so I've got my son, Ethan, who's playing at West Coast Reserves. So that sort of gives me a, a bit of a pep in the step too but then on the other side I've been missed to not say my daughter who's playing in NBL 1 women's over here so um, very good basketball a lot yeah. of social media so you content are, you're, you're great James yeah you yeah. Well, you must I, be doing something right I, I told them the sacrifices that I've made for them um, <laughs> by not having talent or skill and, uh, and they both got it and, and also hair so everything skips a generation um, I got the bad end and when they got the better ones. So. How, how is your son um, going at West Coast Reserves and how did he get into that himself? Yeah, he, he's enjoying it. Um, it's a bit of a position change for him. They're playing him as a permanent forward where he's generally been a, a winger and a, uh, and a backline player. But um, yeah, he's enjoying obviously that challenge. Um, and he was at Perth. Uh, so he went up through Perth, um, the juniors and the districts through that. So and then just look for a change for a bit more opportunity. And um, I think he's played all but one of the Eagles games this year. So that's just that opportunity for him. Um, yeah, he played State 18s back in 2018 and, and a bit of PSA at Trinity. 
opportunity. Very nice. He might have been doing a bit of work with me last term, JT. He's actually he's turning into quite the role model. He's still got a bit to go to come into your shoes, Nathan, but he's he's going all right, young fella, the young fella. How, how does he speak highly of Cal or not really? No, no. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of teaching going not on, just a lot of you telling him how many no, goals mate, he's got I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, you try, the old adage is you lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. I was trying to mentor him, but sometimes you just... Yeah, some are unmentorable. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a good young no. man. What do you reckon, Jakey? You got anything else for for the great man, Nate? No, Nate. No, I'm again, as we as we said, 400 games is is amazing. Um, it's an incredible feat to obviously longevity, but you know, commitment to playing football, but also you know, enjoying uh, being a great role model for people coming through the system. I'm sure um, the the kids that come through, um, the teenagers that come to Gozies, they would just be absolutely stoked that they get to be at a club with with the legend of not only Gosnells but the Perth Football League and. And, and you are, you know, a testament to hard work and, and setting a really good example. So, mate, we're absolutely stoked that, that you've reached 400 and, and I hope this podcast uh, goes on for about five or six seasons that we can get you on for when you have your 500. I don't know if we'll make it to next year, but I'm hoping. <laughs> now, uh, look, it also be remiss of me not to mention a couple of blokes who did theirs both at the um, at the same club. Uh, I can't forget, uh, remember his first name, but Voges who's out at Warnborough. Warnborough, he, he played, played we did mention him. He played ben 400. Voges. Yeah, Ben, that's him. Um, hey, both gentlemen of the game too. And Big Pecco, who played 450 at Ball Creek, Ball Creek um, yeah. in round two as well. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't be often you get it's one re- in a season it, and to get three. It's unheard um, of. So. And yeah, two, two real good blokes that I've had battles with over the years as well. So, And you could easily say you had 30 to 40 on them every week, probably. <laughs> yeah, look... <laughs> Yeah, it's not talking up, but yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Nate, that's awesome. Um, we won't keep you here any longer in this uh, small shoebox of a room that we do. Our, it's our podcast studio. Um, again, thanks for your time. Best luck for the rest of the year, and hopefully uh, you can win a flag. No, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, boys. Thank you, Nate. Cheers. Or you can trade it all in for what's in this box. The box. The box. Absolutely awesome interview there, Cal, with the 400-game legend Nathan Hanson. Now, again, it was a bit of a shame to cut him off too, Jakey, because I know that bloke could have. I know that bloke very well. Well, you're related to him, mate, so I reckon yeah. you guys could have spoken for another for a fair hour, while, yeah. and we'd have to probably do a part two of, yeah. of this podcast, which we don't have time for. But we, don't it was, have time we for. were. We are very appreciative of Nathan coming on the show. He's one of the great men in footy. That's very, very true, Cal. Now, we've got a couple of uh, really good questions this week. And the first one comes in for... What for? What are you talking about? Oh, for Wally Box. Thank you. Everyone's favourite segment, Wally Box. Sorry, we've got to mention that every week, Jake. We've got to mention every week. So, first one comes in from Ducktronic. I'm going to hit you straight between the eyes. Ducktronic, yep. Ducktronic. He wants to know, what's the, the biggest bag of goals, the biggest haul of goals that you have seen an amateur game that either you've been um, a part of or have you watched? Okay, so I I know exactly which game, the first one that popped into my head. Uh, Luke Smales, have you heard the name? Do you remember the name, Jake? I do know Luke Smales, Smalesy. Yes. Uh, when he was playing at Scarborough, he used to kick bags for fun, like it was going out of fashion pretty much. But I remember him kicking a haul of, I think, 11. That's big. In the game that I played. But I remember he started in the thirds at Scarborough one year, I believe. And I think he kicked 18. 18 in a game. That's... Yes. But like, what I've seen is 11. I remember, because I remember kicking, I think he was in 7th on 8th or whatever for the day, was his 100th goal for the year. And I remember kicking that to him, which was a big moment because I was looking for him. Probably forego a couple of goals myself that day. Again, good to say you bring it back to yourself and we're, we're <laughs> not really wanting <laughs> to is, mention you. It is Wally Box. But yeah, I'm just benching. Luke Smiles has kicked a few snags in his lifetime, but I remember 11. What about you, Jake? Uh, Jared Stewart. 
um, I played with. Ten kick um, he's played uh, 201 games. Uh, oh, no, so almost 200 games uh, for units coming up in the next few weeks. Um, he kicked 10 against Whitford's at uh, McDonald Reserve. Um, as a kind of hybrid small half forward, so he's That's playing the, the Tom Lynch connector role. Um, kicked 10 uh, one day, so it was great. Uh, That's a big day. Big day. Uh, but the one I want to mention is, uh, so Leighton Howard, um, he's a, a Coulter... Uh, of a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. he kicked a hundred goals in a in a sea cult season, like like in a sea cult. No, we didn't know we didn't know until he just kind of like he, he's not he's a very humble guy. Doesn't mention a lot, but we actually had to get it out of him. And at the last round before finals, coaches he he kicked I think eight that game, and I think he kicked twelve throughout the year. Um, but then he's just like uh, the coach is like, yeah, well, Leighton Howe gets an award. Um, he kicked his hundredth goal for the year. He kept that quiet. He kept that quiet, is mate. If insane? I kept a hundred for the year, everyone would know about it. It'd be the but front page of the West. kicking bags every week. Surely someone's adding that up. How's he not playing in the top cult side? Uh, Again, he, that's got to go to the president. He just wanted to play. I wasn't president at that stage, <laughs> mate, so I couldn't, have, I couldn't have made any adjustments there. But that that was unbelievable. But Jake, he's chomping at the bit because he wants to get involved here because he's still hanging around. But go on, go on, Panther. What, what do you got for us? Nathan's still here. Oh. Sorry, so there's a very good full forward for Melville uh, in their C1 league last year. Um, another great bloke. Uh, last game of the year last year, and they got a very small oval. Uh, kick 19 against us. <laughs> How do you kick 19 goals? Like seriously, we say it every week. Like get like getting getting 20 touches in Amos game is like that's like you've had a good game. I know, game. yeah. And you if, might have missed a few as well because 19 straight would be like unheard of. 19 goals is like unfathomable. That's I can't. Nathan, if you kick 19 goals, I reckon that's when you retire. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, if I kick 19 goals, I'll just hang my hat and like, I'm not I'm playing a better game than that. We've done it, dust. That's the dream. We can always live the dream if we if we try, Jakey. Um, next one coming in. Um, and this this is one uh, we've had a, a couple of times in the realms of more the, the club life as, yeah. a, as opposed to actually playing. What's your biggest pet hate at the football club? So it could it be the big people when they do certain things at training, post-game, pre-game? What stuff that you hate? Okay, so there's a couple of things, and you know I can get a little bit grumpy at times, Jakey. I've been known to be a little bit stroppy. Time to time. And I can suck at times. Um, there's one thing for me, and unfortunately my, well, my housemate, Jake Ricks, I'm going to throw him under the bus here, because he does it not only at the footy club, but he does it at home too, and he's, he's my housemate. Taking your tape off your ankle... Or something disgusting, like your feet. I don't want to deal with feet, but just leaving that everywhere. Like, come on, boys, pick up after yourselves. And Jake is shocking at it. He is building, because I've now, and now if he doesn't build from here and get better at it, he's been publicly shamed, so everyone's going to know about it. But that's one of my pet hats, hates, Jakey. What about you? I've got a couple. Yeah. And this is probably coming from a, you know, an operational perspective. Um, you know, First of all, is going into the clubhouse after training if it's been a wet night and you don't take your boots off and you walk through the club oh, rooms yeah, and there's yeah. grass everywhere. Yeah, you can't do like, that. Like, I despise that. Number two, obviously, the tapes are a really bad one, just leaving tape in the change rooms. Um, I hate a, a really messy change room, so after, um, you know, you, you get the coach to say, you know, X, Y, and Z after the game, but, like, you know, there's, there's pairs of one boot left in one corner, there's a, a shirt left in the other corner, there's a hoodie, there's a... There's 14 footies that didn't get picked up. Just all the little things like that that just, at the end of the day, it's someone else's uh, issue. Yeah. But um, there's, there's also one for me that I... Poor tunes. If you're taking control of music on game day, know your role 
and actually bring it for the collective good. Don't it's play a, the, the techno doof doof. Yeah, yeah, there's a few blokes that are very questionable. Yeah. At the moment, Jeremy Power, our captain, he's really stepped up. He's doing a great job. He hogs the Yui Boom, though. Yeah, he does. Because he likes it all about here. He's got it's a, fine line, a million man. playlists, but it, it's all he has to be on it at all times. Exactly. But like he's doing a better job than what I've seen in the past, where blokes take, say, all right, I'm, I'm on tunes this week, and they're just horrific. You're meant to get all the boys up for a game, not just yourself. And and the last one for me, and this is something we've had to Pet, hey. Pet hate is just like ch- having to chase people up to, to pay their subs. <laughs> it's it's a, every club would have that issue. Every club would have, um, it. and it's we always get an influx of them within the first three rounds. I think most people pay them before round one. Yeah, um, but trying to get subs is just. And like, you're the president, mate. So it's you like pulling hen's teeth, mate. Yeah. It's it's tough, uh, and it's it's bloody funny. Um, does the, pre- to... does the president have to pay subs? Of course, mate. Oh, I'm just, just making sure. Yeah. Well, of course know. we do. I don't know what background, underground stuff you're doing over there at university, no, Jackie. Mate, all, all above board, mate. <laughs> have you ever paid subs in your life, Cal? I always pay my fees, mate. I feel guilty. In saying that, Nate, if you've played how many seasons out of 400? So that's 21 seasons, did you say before? Uh, 26. 26 seasons. <laughs> so that's 26 seasons of subs. That's a um, lot of money. Yeah, I've been lucky the last... Four or five at Gosnells as a life member. I haven't had. To oh, oh yeah. I just need to become a life member. Yeah, yeah. Probably so play you, double. You gotta play. <laughs> you gotta play play a few more games, Jake. I think we'll be president for another ten years. Oh, I don't have any hair after the ten years. I don't think, mate. But uh, yeah, that, that, that was a really good one that came in. Um, that question. I'm sure we could stay and talk about that for a fair while, yeah. Cal. Uh, but last one that's come in, and I think this is a great one. Obviously, yep. you're 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 a big game player. Yep. And look, yeah, within reason. Yeah, yeah You're okay. a big game player. Let's say you know there's there's a, a big crowd that come to watch. It might be a you know a, a club day or an all boys oh, yeah, day or a yeah, ladies day. Like that. Yeah, anything. Yeah. If you had the chance to kick goal of the year on that day, and this is crowd side, of course, um, or mark of the year. Right in front of the crowd, what would you prefer to do? Well, that's a good question, Jakey, and I've got the answer because I've been asked this a couple of times over my tenure. But I would prefer to take mark of the year because I think I've already kicked goal of the year a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one the other week where you just waltzed into a goal from 20 out. <laughs> Sorry, but no. I just think for someone with my skill set, like I actually physically, uh, I'm never going to be able to take goal, uh, mark of the year. Like I just can't, I just yeah. can't do it. I would need a couple of garden gnomes and then someone lifting me up and the ball just landing in my lap. It's I can't jump happen. over a jam tin, mate. Exactly. So I would so love I'd, to get I'd, up I'd, off the ground. Yeah, so that would be the dream for me. But, I mean, goal of the year is in my arsenal. So I just want to make sure that let it be known. Oh, I think we did know that, mate. So, <laughs> geez, you, you and Nath are very similar. <laughs> um, look, very short, sharp uh, segment of Volleybox there. That's we right. have three quality questions. We, we do appreciate everyone that, that sends there in. But, again, we don't want uh, to get this episode over. You know, the two-hour mark, otherwise yeah, yeah. wouldn't get many listeners. So, um, Nath, again, appreciate your time on the pod, mate. It's uh, always good to, to hear a new fresh voice as opposed to Cal and myself. So, uh, thanks for that. Cal, another great episode. Well done, Who yeah. do you have this week? We've got a big game against Kingsway out there, mate. So, big ground. I might have to actually turn up this week. It might be wet, too, so I'm a little bit worried. Uh, overcast, slight drizzle. No rain. No rain, which you'd be pretty happy. You might have tight hammies if it does start raining. Yeah, no, unfortunately. I'm already stressing out now. So. But Cal, best of luck, everyone. Make sure you get down um, to an Amos footy game this weekend. Get behind your club. Get behind 
all teams and always get local. See you, Cal. See you, Jay.